What up, what up, what's good, people? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again with another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Glad to have you aboard. As always, my friend Obed, how goes it, sir? Hi, Bob. You know, it always takes a guy a second when he's got the audio. <laughs> <laughs> We're live on scene, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're, We're live? Dude, are, we out, are we out of a hot Dude, In 2021, <laughs> they tell me you can't get that audio thing correctly done? Dude, I, don't, I never know. Uh, honestly, you, they, the setup time that it takes for them to be standing out there to get everything correct, and then they're just like, hey, like, three, two, one, go. Like, it's just start talking. Like, like, what am yeah, I It's like for? a five or ten second delay. I just, you know, it's 2021. It's advanced enough. Every news station or media outlet should have that down by now. Straight facts, homie. They, they, <laughs> still use it, they still use it VHS tapes in them joints, trust me. Dude, they're using dial-up <laughs> modems, dude, with that a AOL <laughs> Put the phone down. I'm trying to use it here. Put the phone yeah, down. Yo, <laughs> you knock me off the modem now. People are right. <laughs> hello? Hello? Are you on the phone? Bob, I'm on the internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> For real, that was the worst, dude. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, that brings me back. Well, let's get it going, dude. We got a lot to talk about this week. Let's start out in the NBA. Man, it is popping. It's going down today uh wednesday january 13th uh blockbuster trade happened with the houston rockets brooklyn nets as we all have seen it james harden will be in brooklyn brooklyn stand up let's go you've got Harden, you've got kd you've got Kyrie. well you might have Kyrie. who the hell knows might have Kyrie. who knows where he is who knows where his mind is because i quite frankly there isn't there, there's in two different places his body and his mind let's let's be honest here 100%. so but man this trade is wild the rockets i feel like made out like bandits getting four first round picks um and then also plus uh pick swaps with with the, with the nets too for four additional pick swaps so basically you have eight draft picks this is insanity and they also got victor oladipo who will pair up with john wall in houston i kind of feel bad for john wall you know he thought he would have something special with harden but man it, you know him and him and Oladipo could be a could be a good combo. But wh what do you think about the trade? First of all, Obed. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a it's a good trade for Houston because they were in full rebuild mode anyway. When you really think about it, uh, I don't think Boogie Cousins is a starter in this league, and seeing him as a part of the starting lineup for Houston kind of signaled to me that they were looking to just kind of get through the next couple of years. And they had the only you know cash cow that was worthy of anything of value, which was the former MVP. Which really, he looks like the only thing he's been the most valuable participant at is the buffet uh, in That's James Harden. Yeah, that's a strip club. Those mm. those ninety nine cent wing night. My goodness, got to make mm. sure you pay them bills. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it was the only thing they get, and they got a king's ransom for him. When it comes down to it, they're going to be able to restock that team uh, uh, very mightily, um, and then got rid of what really is a cancer at this point in his career. Like, my goodness, doesn't it feel like forever ago that M that James Harden won the MVP? Well, I mean, it wasn't. It kind of does. I mean, but that was two thousand eighteen. He's one of you know only two players in a, in a or recently won the MVP in three straight scoring titles. The other one is his team's new teammate in KD, you know? I mean, so offensively, Brooklyn's going to be absolutely unstoppable, I feel. They're going to be putting up at least 105, 110 points per game. Um, but now the matter of it's, it's going to be difficult because, remember, you have three ball-dominant players in Kyrie, KD, and Harden. There's only one ball on the court. Who's going to have the – yeah, we did. We did, right? Yeah, I think you you mentioned this specifically not yeah. too long ago, Obed. I mean, what is going to happen? Who is basically going to give up the rock and say, "All right, let me go, let me go pass." I think Kyrie has to become a pass first point guard, hundred yeah. yeah. um, percent. But 
Harden's going to be chucking up shots left and right, taking step back threes all day. When KD's going to be sitting in the corner, I'm like, yo, dude, what are you feeding me the rock? What are you doing out here? It's going to be yeah. a challenge for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the conversation between Kyrie and Kevin Durant was initially like, hey, there's nobody in Brooklyn. Let's go run Brooklyn. It'd be you and me. Mm -hmm. They had no intention. Now, Kyrie has maybe made that uh, an issue. You know, it's hard when you add someone who's averaging 24.8, uh, 10.4 rebounds, 34% three-point shooting, uh, but is out of shape, right? Those are his numbers while he's out of shape. What happens when he gets back into shape? Is this, joining this team going to make him want to be in shape? Is he looking at it like, like I agree with you, Kyrie is going to have to become a pass-first point guard. But is this, with everything going on with Kyrie right now, is this to add to their, their big two to make it a big three? Or is this to replace Kyrie? That's what I was initially thinking, you know, would the Nets um, give up Kyrie in this deal when this is like, uh, possibly going to happen, you know, a few weeks back, but now they didn't, of course, but, you know, who knows if he's going to return to hell. Stephen A. Smith from ESPN said Kyrie should just go and retire, <laughs> which is hilarious, but I think Kyrie being out, you know, he's out for quote unquote personal reasons. He'll, he'll miss his fifth straight game, including tonight against the New York Knicks, but um, it's just, I think that this kind of pushed the Nets to get this trade done because Kyrie's out. They don't know, you know, when he's going to be back. I mean, he's really just away from the team. He won't return this week. I mean, I don't even know if this is just, if there's something wrong with Kyrie or if this is just Kyrie being Kyrie at this point. I honestly just don't know that answer. But I mean, could there be something like physically or even mentally wrong with Kyrie? Yes. I think that's highly likely on the latter side of a mental equation. But if this does work out, Obed, You've got there's this dominant three. I mean, you had you had you had a dominant three, the big three in Boston back in 2008. They won a championship. Ray Allen was a third man there. You had the big three in Miami. You know, Chris Bosh kind of st stepped back and became the third man there. Even with the Golden State Warriors, um, you know, they won three titles within five years there too. You know, but is 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 Kyrie the one that's going to have to take the step back? You know, is will KB be KDB option one followed by Harden then followed by Kyrie? It's going to be tough to see. But man, if they can control, they can, can somehow corral it together and take you know and really form form this formidable team that everyone thinks it can be this superstar mega team. They could easily win the win out the East. But then you get to the Western. I mean, you get to the finals against the Western Conference champion, which is probably be the Lakers, maybe somehow it's the Clippers. Who knows? Can they take down a team like LA who is who's really gelled together and is playing as a as a one simple one single unit? That's going to be the big test to me. I would agree. I mean, this that, that can they come out of the East easily? This team could blow any team in the East out of the water. Right? Milwaukee if can't that, stand, so can't run with them. Milwaukee no, absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, they they can even allowing Giannis Antetokounmpo to do whatever he's doing. Mm -hmm. They they're not going to put up you know 110 points, 130 when these guys actually start cooking. They just have to get to that point, and it's about Harden being in shape and all of these knuckleheads having there. Because again the Brooklyn Nets have stacked a bunch of guys who are not leaders. Kyrie's not a leader. Kevin Durant is not a leader. James Harden is not a leader, right. right? These You're guys right. are ball hogs who want to be in front of the limelight and feel like the man, but mm -hmm. they don't want to be leaders, which means stepping back and doing what has to be done for the betterment of the team. So right. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially Kyrie not being a leader. We also, what happened in Boston there, but yeah, it's going to be something to see if it does happen. If they do make it to the finals against the Lakers, that would be a phenomenal, phenomenal matchup, but We'll see how it goes there. Let's move it along a little bit, get into some college football quickly and wrap up the year. Um, we all know the national championship was this past Monday night, Alabama defeating Ohio State easily, um, 52 to 24. And that dude, Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, woo, 
boy, he, that dude is the truth. He went off for 12 catches, 215 yards, and three touchdowns all in the first half. I think he didn't play it in the second half. I think he hurt his, hurt his finger or his hand or something like that. But, man, this kid was unstoppable. It was just it was it was electrifying to see this guy play. Um, uh, Saban wins his sixth championship at Alabama, his seventh overall. I mean, quite frankly, I think we can safely say Nick Saban is probably the greatest college football coach of head coach of all time. But is he the greatest coach period of all time? No matter what the sport we're thinking, of, whether it's college football, NFL, basketball, baseball, whatever it is. I think you have to start considering Nick Saban on that level a little bit. I know you're probably going to say Bill Belichick, that's your boy, that's your homie, but you have to put Nick Saban up on that tier. Even I would put him up on the tier as the, with, you know, with the Phil Jacksons, you know, the Red Arbox, those guys like that, you know, the, the guys like, you know, like Tommy Lasorda, things like that in baseball, you know, Nick Saban is absolutely one of the greatest coaches period of all time. I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I don't think he's the best college coach ever. Um, Pat Summit record blows whatever he has out of the water easily. Um, mm, okay. Like we can, we can talk about Nick Saban being one of the best recruiters. And really that just comes from him having success. And then it drawing tons of players to Alabama, his first national championship and his second national championship at Alabama, I think we're like five years apart, four years apart, something like that. So had to do some, had to take some time to mm. pull that, 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 cachet of players together also he, with guys he did, he he did remember he did win three championships in four years at one point in alabama he, he did win three championships in one in four years in alabama yes but my man didn't even do john wooden status which was 10 titles in 12 years mm-hmm. he's a great recruiter he's one of the best coaches of all time he's not the greatest college coach of all time he's not the greatest coach ever i got phil jackson on that easy with 11 mm-hmm. titles coach I, I, k mike Krzyzewski has mm-hmm. been populating the nba and changing the way the nba plays with some of the guys he's put out there mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. for years i'm uh, yes uh, for the things that have been done i even kind of put joe pa up there and joe pa's doing the things he did without having the ability to like just like you said who's trying to come to happy valley when you can go to miami when mm-hmm. you can go to tuscaloosa when Facts. you can go to 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 California, right? Right. I can't let's not get swept up in the wins. Let's not get swept up in the titles. He's a great recruiter and the winning has done that for him. He's put together some great teams, great rosters and brought the best out of some great players. Mac Jones himself. They had a conversation with, uh, with, um, uh, Nick Saban while they were on the on the podium and he was just mm-hmm. like how do I go from a practice squad quarterback to a national champion completing 77% of his passes over the year 4500 yards 41 touchdowns four interceptions 36 of 45 464 yards 80% completion while injured and five touchdowns in the game wow. that kid completely helped his draft stock right um, I was gonna say but, you know, this was about Nick Saban. Nick Saban was one of the greatest coaches, but probably not the greatest college coach and probably not the greatest coach. Amy, I would even throw Gino Ariema in there, the UConn women's basketball coach in there too. Easily, you know? easily. Right? We're, talking about, we're talking about heavy hitters where like my name is synonymous with being the best all of the time, mm-hmm. you know, and I give Nick Saban his just due his credit, but he's doing great. He should just stay there and continue going. He's on Steve Spurrier's status right now when Steve Spurrier was at University of Florida. Keep going. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, and you mentioned Mac Jones, man. He, he had a phenomenal, phenomenal season this year. Like you said, 464 and five and five scores in this game. I think it definitely helped his draft stock. Justin Fields didn't have that great of a game. I mean, he was a little bit banged up through for less than 200 yards and only one score. Um, didn't even run the ball that particularly well, but I mean, did his drafts, I was wondering if his draft stock fell a little bit. I think he was still, I think Justin Fields could still easily go in the first round um, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, no later than second, but I think he will go in the first round for sure. 
I mean, like I said, I've been on high. I've, I've said it many times. I'm, I've been high on Justin Fields even since last year. Um, it's true the shortened season ruined his Heisman Trophy ch- uh, candidate uh, chances this season. So I think yep. he would. I think he would have been in there um, uh, over uh, Kyle Trask. To be honest with you, yeah. I think it would have been Trevor Lawrence, Devontae Smith, uh, Mac Jones, and Justin Fields in there. But I think Fields, you know, he's still he's still a great athlete. Um, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking that he could still easily go the first round, you know, despite a bat, you know, having, not having the best game. He's still, he's still a decent sized quarterback, 6'3", 228 pounds. He's still got, still got some good size on him. So I think he will um, still go pretty, pretty fairly early. I would say within the top 15 in this upcoming draft, but man, and this kid, Devontae Smith, you know, the other side yeah. of the ball, yeah. easily going in the top five. I'm thinking, you know what? I actually said, the, I was having a conversation offline with one of my, one of my uh, old college roommates, and he's who is a Jets fan. Shout out to my homie Jeff. But uh, he mentioned he was talking about uh, having the job the Jets need to you know prioritize their certain positions. I was telling him I think Devontae Smith could go number two to the New York Jets, and then maybe go get the offensive line. But we're thinking that offensive line number two they get a wide receiver later on because quite frankly Devontae Smith might not even be the best receiver on his team because you got Jalen Waddle who was injured most of the year with a broken ankle. He might even be better, which is crazy to think that because Jalen. Yeah obviously with Smith winning the Heisman trophy, having that great of a season. But I think Smith is, it is possible for Smith to go at number two to the New York jets, dude. This kid is nice. nice. Sorry. Good. No, I completely agree with you. I definitely think. I think you muted yourself there. Sorry. I I completely agree with you. I think that there's a possibility he could go there. It just would be detrimental to the team to bring him in, knowing that you already spent that draft capital on a Denzel Mims last year. Mm -hmm. You already drafted a number one guy. He just needed time to to come into his own. We don't know what he's going to look like. It takes three years for wide receivers to show out. Yeah. Devontae Smith is amazing. He's going to terrorize cornerback twos out of the slot for many, many years to come in the NFL. Whenever he decides he wants to go and get drafted. Uh, I think he's got a chance to maybe go to Miami, but they already have Presto Williams. They already have Devontae Parker who they paid. You know, I don't know what they'll do there. Um, he's not going to Atlanta because they still have Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley's coming along. Um, and they also have uh, a couple of younger guys there, Russell Gage as well that they're working with, but you never know, but they might be in rebuild mode. The Bengals, the Bengals, potentially they might want to replace uh they're aging aj green with a true number one that could come in but again this right. guy's out of the slot they already have tyler boyd out of the slot tyler boyd is not an mm-hmm. outside wide receiver i, I do think Devonte smith can be a number one but he is a smaller guy he is your next coming of uh who's that wide receiver from uh the eagles uh deshaun jackson, deshaun jackson. essentially yeah he's your but but he'll best definitely be able to carry more bowler body size six than one, 175 and then he'll he'll get bigger once he goes once he goes to the league of course we I don't want to lose that speed though that's true but you know it's funny i was actually gonna say could he go could he drop down in six and go to philadelphia because philadelphia needs some weapons we all we're gonna talk philadelphia about philadelphia the offensive line that's yeah, the thing that's okay. yep Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. Right. We'll, we'll talk about Philly here in a little bit, but man, I think they still need some weapons, you know, but I, I, I can see, I can see number two, of the jets. Heck, you know, you mentioned Atlanta. Why not Atlanta? You Matt Ryan does not have many years. Left. I would say he's got three years left. You need, you need some more, more pieces there. They're not too, they're not so long ago coming from that Super Bowl um, against the, against your Patriots there, yeah. but Julio Jones, I think like they're wasting his time, but quite frankly, maybe even they probably actually, I take that back. Now they probably actually go defense in the so first round. They need a running back because you cannot pay all that money to Todd Gurley for him to be on the bike and not able to run mm. by week 12. 
You know what I mean? So you're, you got it. If you don't have a, a young running back, you know, I need to go get one of those. Right, right. Could it be Najee Harris from Alabama? Who knows? And child. My God. <laughs> Again, nice. this is how Nick Saban is winning games by us rattling off names of some of the best core players in the, in, in the nation. Literally from Bama. I mean, half of the league is Alabama players. Dude. Easily. It's, it's, it's insane. It's literally He's, insane. He just produces premier athletes every single season. And I give him credit for being able to help populate the NFL with all these guys. Mind you, he's from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Come get some. Mm, got him. Let's go. Let's move it along to the, to the NFL. Let's do a quick recap of the wild card weekend matchup. Of course, we got to go with the first game. The matchup was the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. Man, Buffalo hanging on to a close one there because you know why? No one circles the wagon quite like the buffalo bills shout out to my man chris berman dude that was a chris sherman <laughs> got him got him i like it i like it i like it that, that was actually pretty dope <laughs> dude that was a game though that was a freaking game that came down to the wire that first of all that replay call it did not overturn the fumble was ridiculous his his when they they that his his knee was up it should have been a fumble but nonetheless the, the bills held on to that one 27 24 over the Colts. i'm wondering if that's philip Phil rivers's last game i i, I, I don't know yeah, honestly i don't know if it is it probably should not be and i don't know i mean i, I was banking on him having his last game there and then uh Cur- uh Carson Wentz stepping in as the quarterback there, but we'll find out on the offseason. Because remember, Carson Wentz, his old offensive quarterback, Frank Reich, is the coach of, of Indianapolis. So I think if Rivers retires and the Eagles do want to trade Wentz, he could go to Indy. But shout out to the Bills getting that victory. They move on. Um, the other game, which was kind of a bigger up, was a big upset, was the Rams over the Seahawks, dude. Yeah. I, don't th- I don't think we, we predicted that one at all. Um, what oh, happened? Man. What happened in, in this one? I mean, remember the Rams were starting a backup quarterback, although he did get hurt. Um, John, John Wolford, hope he's all right. But Goff came in despite that, you know, that lingering thumb injury he had, where was Russell Wilson this game? He was not cooking at all. Like he was doing the beginning part of this season. He was, he wasn't even at the, at the stove cooking on the frying pan. You know no, what I mean? No. Still, I, I think he was at the microwave. No Dude, I think he has a microwave. He was eating straight TV dinners, homie. Like what? Back, back. What? What happened in this game? I mean, was it just that stout Rams defense that was getting it to him? I think it's that you're playing a division rival for the third time, and they know what you like to do. They know you want to let Russ cook. They know you want to get the running back involved, but they didn't get enough running from the running backs. They didn't get enough uh, offense from other guys outside of DK Metcalf. Okay, DK Metcalf went off five for ninety six and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Where was Tyler Lockett? Two for forty three. That's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Freddie Swain had more yards than uh, David Moore and Jacob Hollister and Will Disley, right? Like where combined, where are the other characters in this offense? It cannot just be the one quarterback, one running back, and the two wide receivers. We look at all of these other t- teams, they are dynamic. What happened to them was a very stout front that understands these guys is not afraid to play against the Seattle Seahawks and Cam Akers. 28 for 131 and a touchdown. Cam Akers, two for 45 receiving. Cam Akers came out and gave them that dynamic threat. This looked like mm-hmm. the young Todd Gurley Rams, where they got mm-hmm. so much offensive firepower out of the running back position that it was just hard to cover. Because right. you know you're worried about Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, but they're still going to gash you with the guys underneath. Uh, and, you know, the Seahawks aren't ready for it. The Seahawks are not dynamic enough. Yes, let Russ cook. 
what else is Russ cooking? He's been working with the same three ingredients the entire season. We're getting tired of the stale old food he makes. Oh, he done made the egg salad again. We didn't have the egg salad for 17 weeks. You're not making anything else. You're not making a souffle. You're not making a frittata. It's mm. getting stale. It's got to be. And that's why Brian Schottenheimer got fired. Dude, I mean, make some, make some bouillabaisse or something, dude. Some, some <laughs> pampaya or I don't know what it is. But, dude, he only completed 11 of his passes. I mean, he just wasn't effective with the football. That's just yeah. that's just flat out. Let's just be honest with it. I mean, it was obviously you get that that pass rush with that, that defense led by Aaron Donald. You have one, probably the best cornerback in the game in Jalen Ramsey as well, yep. too. Yep. You know what I mean? But, man, I mean, L.A. really put teams on notice. This defense is for real, and you can win football games with this defense. You know what I mean? Because Goff didn't play all that amazing. He was only 9 of 19 for 155 and a, and a score. But you're right. You said it, Obed. Cam Akers. Ground, they grounded out that football. You know, they grounded and pounded that football with that 131. Man, he looked he looked like a for real formidable every down back in this game. Um, yeah. Moving along, the Buccaneers took care of the Washington football team as expected. The game was a little closer than I thought it would be, to be honest with you. Obed, yeah. I don't know if you thought it would be uh, that close, but I definitely think it wouldn't be. I thought I thought the Bucks would have put up at least a 40 spot on, on the on the Washington football team. So I don't think they needed to, and I don't think that was the plan. But again, great defense will always keep you in games. Really, it's the story of Taylor Heineke, 26 of 44, 306, uh, one touchdown, one interception, six for 46 on the ground and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the, the fact that he was able to like produce so much from that position and then, you know, make plays. It's really what the, the Washington football team has been missing all year long as a quarterback that can make plays for them. When right. uh, Alex Smith did come in, he was able to do a few things and was very successful in it until he got hurt. Now, now my question is, uh, Alex Smith's uh, inactive for this game. Do you think his career is over? Quite frankly, I think his career should be over. I mean, he's like you said it before, old bet. He'll definitely get the comeback player of the year award. That's great. That's phenomenal. Good to see him back out there. It's not worth the risk, man. You mean your life was literally in the balance after this horrific injury that you suffered. It literally, they, it went from trying to, trying to like trying to save his leg and trying to save his life, literally. You know, I think we might've seen the last of Alex Smith. You know, he didn't play in this game. It's unfortunate. He couldn't, he couldn't give it, he tried to give it a go and he couldn't get out there. But Taylor, you mentioned Taylor Heineke. He, he played a phenomenal game. You know, it was kind of just thrust into this last minute almost. But yeah. man, should Alex Smith retire? I think it should be, I think he should. But this game was, this game was a good, was a good one. You know, Mike Evans went off. Antonio Brown got in the end zone. Bucks looked like a little bit of like what we thought they would look like, you know, that high powered uh, flying offense. Now they got to go up against a big matchup against the Saints this next weekend, which we'll talk about later on. But man, uh, Washington, I think they still got a lot of holes to fill, um, especially not only running the football, even as far as the uh, receiver and any uh, receiver side. Um, Chase Young, they've got that star on, on the defensive line for sure. We all know he's going to be a a dominant force in the, in the, in the NFL for quite some time, but they've got to do a lot of, they've got a lot to do in this offseason. Ron Rivera has to really hopefully get some good, good draft picks coming up in, in this year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, another next matchup was the Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. Lamar Jackson finally gets his first playoff win. And it's funny thing is everyone kept saying their narrative was Lamar couldn't win a playoff game. Lamar couldn't win a playoff game. Dude, he only had two, quite frankly. And the first one, he only played the second half because that was started by Joe Flacco in that first half. So why everyone sure. was making this whole big thing about Lamar can't win? Dude, he had two playoff games. Relax. True. It wasn't like this dude was 0-16 or some nonsense. You know what I'm saying? He can't win a playoff right. game his entire career. You guys, Everyone's forgetting this is his third year in the league. 
<laughs> he didn't even start his first year. He was behind Flacco. Relax. Everyone, last year was the first time he started, won MVP, and who had a one playoff game. He lost the one playoff game that he started in. So everyone needs to calm the hell down with all this nonsense. I and- mean, but I, I understand it's nonsense, but you're talking about probably one of the most roller coaster rides of an MVP uh, of, a, of a player's career in his life. Starts out, we, we we people are saying that he needs to switch to wide receiver because they don't think he can be a quarterback. Gets mm-hmm. the opportunity to be a quarterback. Uh, ends the season with them in the playoffs, then goes on to have an MVP season and then comes back and does not produce at any kind of an MVP level through the course of the year, even though they are rushing the ball way more than any other team is. You know, it's just the, the up and down where they need to wait for him to get consistent. But what is still lacking there is his prowess as a passer, which is just not where it needs to be. All right, fine. 17 to 24 for 179 and an interception. That's not cutting it. That is not cutting it again. This is a very, this was a ball possession. This is a ball possession game. Yes. As far as playing against the Tennessee Titans, I just don't think that that he didn't have to really throw the ball. Well, because look what he did on the ground, dude, 16 carries or 136 in a score. And what happens when that's not there? One of those, he takes a smack. What happens when he's injured on, on leaving the pocket? He mm-hmm. cannot rely on that. That cannot be uh, the, the biggest part of his game. You know, like, I, I'm not, I, I should get on uh, Ryan Tannehill about this, but anytime Ryan Tannehill goes for a run, he ends up in the end zone, right? Like, he's, he's running in the red zone, right? Like, this guy Lamar wants to run in the open field. That's not the play. Read the, read the, the defense. Find the open guy watching Mac Jones uh, in the national championship game. He read through all of his key reads and came back to a read and threw a touchdown in the back corner of the end zone. I need to see uh, Lamar do that. If he wants to be able to excel. Yes. He won this game Mm -hmm. next week is not going to be as easy. He's going to have to throw. And if he cannot keep pace with what the bills are able to do, he's going to lose next week's game. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent disagreeing with you, Obed, because I mean, he does have to become more effective with the football through the air. We all know he can run. Obviously he did that, but that's going to only going to get you so far. I mean, quite frankly, you know, he's like a Michael Vick and Michael Vick was phenomenal on the ball. He had an arm too, but he wasn't, wasn't accurate with the ball. That's why he never went far. He went to believe what one um, NFC championship game, if I'm not mistaken, if, if, if that, Um, but he, you know, he never really excelled. With, you know, with just his skill set, what he was doing. So you're right. I mean, he Lamar does need some does does need to develop his passing game a little bit more if he truly wants to be one of the elite elite quarterbacks in the NFL, like a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers or somebody somebody like that. Yes, but we'll see. Um, the other game, uh, next game up was the Bears and the Saints. This was kind of an easy one. I mean, this was a blowout the whole kind of way. I mean, Saints didn't put up too many points. We won 21 9, but that last touchdown by the Bears came literally at the last second of the game. Yeah. So Which was a nasty one headed catch by uh, Jimmy uh, Graham. Jimmy Graham, just sh- showcasing what he used to be out there in New Orleans. Right, right. Um, Saints got this one easily. Um, Drew Brees looked like a little bit like Drew Brees, um, I'll say. Uh, I think. I think he's getting back in the groove. You know, he's coming off that 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 bad rib slash lung injury he had earlier in the year. Um, so I think he's kind of looking like the play. You know, the, the Drew Brees that we know. I really, I really do hope that Drew Brees comes back at least next season and can have another another run. If they don't win it this year, and he can come back next year and try another run, but it's it's looking like this could be his last year. Who knows? But I mean, it was it was a decent game for the Saints. They they got this one kind of easily, right? 
I would agree. They got this one kind of easily. I mean, I, you know, hopefully he comes back. But the the uh, word in the bushes is that Drew Brees is about to join somebody's uh, desk and be uh, a TV personality next year. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, Mitchell Drabisky stunk it up again. 19 to 29, 199, one touchdown. I mean, you know, he, the his QBR uh, was terrible. His rating <laughs> wasn't bad, but you know, they just couldn't generate things with shot. They couldn't get shots out there. They couldn't make. They couldn't generate enough offense to make things happen i really kind of get upset at uh javon wims you know if he doesn't drop that uh oh touchdown goodness, pass that in the end zone you catch the circuit catch that they have to review on the sidelines but you look you drop the wide open one in the end zone right in the bread hit, basket right in the bread basket i gotta give mitchell trubisky for uh putting the minivan right on the spot there but mm-hmm. other than that i don't know and uh, you know they're they're talking about a uh short-term contract extension for mitchell trubisky i just don't know why you do that to yourself let the kid go somewhere else and, and there was announced that the GM and head coach will return uh, next year with the Bears. You know, Matt Nagy will be back. So does he keep Mitchell Trubisky in there? What happens to Nick Foles, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to say the least. And the last matchup was probably the biggest surprise of the weekend. To all those Steelers fans out there, folks, damn, what the hell happened to y'all? Oh, my God goodness oh my god oh my god again oh my goodness the browns put up 28 points in the first quarter the browns is the browns (laughs) the browns (laughs) is the browns the browns is the new browns apparently because they ain't the old browns like as as juju thought as juju found out yeah yo he found a quick fasten in the hurry dude the first play of the game the snap went over big ben's head and the browns scored a touchdown with it and there was a fumble recovery yep man I, I mean what what just what went wrong oh bet what happened what why couldn't the steelers do it i mean obviously the game became closer closer towards the end you know i mean the yeah. Pittsburgh because started rolling out some points in the yeah. second half but what the hell happened to the to the steelers um, I mean, the Steelers were flat, you know, and I don't, I won't say it's anything about the Steelers taking time off and looking like a team that hadn't played in forever or so long. Uh, and maybe it's not bulletin board material by Juju stating that these are just a bunch of, I honestly, I, I think that's a part of it. They wanted to play mm-hmm. hard because Juju said that these guys are a bunch of gray faceless individuals like mm-hmm. th- stop talking s. Stop talking S to your opponent. Have mm. some respect for the person that lines up across from you. And this isn't even about football. Stop talking shit to people, America. Mm. Just go out there and have some respect for the person across from you as an individual and then do what you need to do. Um, and it's not even about Ben Roethlisberger, who we'll get into for a second here, but it's it's the defense. The defense that had been the reason that new uh, the, the Steelers were in games was just nowhere to be found. You can't give up 28 in the first quarter. I won't, I won't even, we'll say 21 because mm-hmm. seven is because Mike Marquis Pouncey had the bats. Right, right, right. But 21, you just look like you can't cover anybody. You know who these individuals are. You have more, most of the game tape on them. There was a time when guys like Antonio Brown on a punt return, or excuse me, kickoff return, jumped in the air and kicking these guys in the in the boot with the beat, kick them in the chest with his boot. You know, that's <laughs> and and it, uh, they decided that that was not going to be the case. And and for me, I think it's the the, the Browns came out and then you know what? No, the Browns are is the Browns. The Browns is about because they came and punched you in the mouth and they ran through your team. They went 18 for 76 to Nick Chubb. They went eight to 48 and two touchdowns to Kareem Hunt. 
right? Mm-hmm. They 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 went five for 92 to Jarvis Landry. Now the four for 69 and a touchdown to Nick Chubb. Didn't see that one coming. Seven for 46 and a touchdown to Austin Hooper. Didn't see that one coming. But mm-hmm. they punched you in the mouth. You went out there and talked smack and you thought that you'd be able to dance around, you know, like you want to have your, your 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 manager, your wide receiver dancing all in the studios. You know, go, go ahead and be, go with, with Diddy. You want to come over here and you want to <laughs> win some games? You come over here with Suge Knight and the Browns. Mm-hmm. Brown said, can't stop, won't stop. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> but dude yeah. the biggest thing about it too that you mentioned that's pittsburgh's defense where was tj watt you know where were these guys where were they getting pressure on, on baker mayfield because baker mayfield had a pretty damn good game i'll, I'll say you know what i mean yeah. i mean he wasn't like he was over the top aaron Rodgers or patrick Mahomes, but he had a pretty decent game yeah. um throwing for 21 out of 34 for 263 and three scores but they didn't even have a sack on this guy no that Took was the, the biggest thing you know, yep, TJ Watt is supposed to be one of the best defensive players in the league, especially and on, even on that team. Didn't even didn't even sack this kid at, at all. And and my, going back to Mike Tumlin's press conference when he was introduced as the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, he said, "We're going to run the football and we're going to stop the run." You know what? You haven't done it all season. Okay, because yeah. Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball 68 damn times. Now, granted, it was he had to throw because they were behind early. I get that, but yeah. still. And you didn't run the ball. You were on the ball 16, 16 times. You know what I mean? Even even before this game, they weren't even doing what they, what they said they usually do. They were they have not played true Pittsburgh Steelers football in months. And I don't, I don't even think the entire season, right? They haven't played true Pittsburgh Steelers football since they refused to re-sign uh, Le'Veon Bell. Mm. Got him. And where what have they done since since without signing him? Not a damn thing. Not a really. And, you know, I will go and say, hey, Justin Fields didn't hurt his stack, his uh, his draft stock, because the defense that is not a very good defense for Ohio State, they just didn't play any good competition through the year that through the year that could challenge them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just did not have a good defense. So they became one dimensional against Alabama. This Steelers team became one dimensional, but they still couldn't get anything under on the ground from these guys. De- it's right. over. Stop it. James Conner is not re- not replacing Le'Veon Bell. No, Benny Snell, actually, Mike could be your starter next year, but you're going to need to put some somebody behind him and start running with a fullback. So you're going to have to take one wide receiver off the field. It's, it's just, they're just not, you, you went out there and you talk smack and you spit in your opponent's face and you were not ready for the dog fight that you want, that you got. Right. Do not poke the bear. If you can't go in there three, three yards in a cloud of smoke and come out with a win. Man, this was, this was a tough one for Pittsburgh really quick before we move along. Obed, do you think we've seen the last of Ben Roethlisberger? Not at all. I don't think he was the problem. If anything, they just need to have a full team around him. You need to be able to run the ball. You might as well get rid of Juju because you don't need him. You can do this with uh, James Washington and Deontay Johnson and Ch- Clay Shapel, you know, so okay. maybe let you let Juju walk and then try, or maybe trade him and try to get a running back back there uh, that can actually make it happen. Make gotcha. sure that your, your uh, offensive line is ready to go. But, but uh, I think he only has one or two good years left. Maybe mm-hmm. one solid year left. I say, I say one. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't think we've seen the last of him. Okay. Okay. Now let's go back to the other team in Pennsylvania, the Eagles. It has been announced earlier this week that they fired their head coach, Doug Peterson, man, that that escalated escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand hand fast. (laughs) What's happened is the same thing as Schottenheimer. We're going to give you one meeting to talk about what you want to do for next year. And Mm -hmm. if you don't like what you hear, you are out the door. Deuces. I mean, man. So, I mean, They've got said, another head of coaching vacancy there in Philadelphia. Now we talked about the other ones last week. Heck, and the Jacksonville one might get filled with Urban Meyer. So who knows what's going to happen there? But man, speaking quickly on this on this Philadelphia one before we get into um, the, ne- the next topic here. But 
what what changes now with this whole Carson Wentz Jalen Hurts situation? You know, uh, is do they do they stick with Wentz? Do they go? Do they do they keep it moving and go on to Jalen Hurts and trade Wentz? Now that Peterson is not there, what's going to happen? Do you think? So this is what I think went down. Uh, they won a Super Bowl that had nothing to do with Carson Wentz, and then their next run to defend that Super Bowl had nothing to do with Carson Wentz. So when they decided that they needed to pay him, yeah. uh, the head coach Doug Patterson went into the office of of uh, uh, Lurie um, and was like, "Hey, pay him." Lurie's like, "Nah, we don't need him." And Patterson's like, nah, pay him. Okay, I pay him. Then he, he drafts Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts makes some things happen. It looks like Wentz is on the outs. They have a meeting about what they're going to do next year. The guy that just told me to give this guy $130, 140000000 million, you're now telling me to get rid of him? You're fired. Because you're not going to come in here and throw my money around like it's nothing. Make a situation where I can't win with him, and you're telling me you think he's one of the top five wide receiver, quarterbacks in the game. Mm-hmm. And then come back out and be like, no, we got to get rid of him. This to me solidifies that it's Carson Wentz's team. He's going to get a chance to play for his money. Yeah. Now, they know that the problem is the offensive line. They need to replace, uh, they need to use that. That's the number six pick and get an O lineman. And that's why I don't think uh, Devonta Smith will end up in, uh, in Philadelphia, Philadelphia okay. because okay. they need to replace Jason Peters because he's just on, on last leg. They had to move him around the offensive line. They had to restructure his contract because they're making him do all kinds of stuff. He's not supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it degraded very quickly. And it's just because I don't think Pedersen has an idea of like what they need to do. Him drafting Jalen Hurts was a sign that he had made a mistake in selecting Carson Wentz and paying Carson Wentz. But the mistake in paying Carson Wentz was the one that's going to hurt you the longest because that has implications for the next three years. A hundred percent. Because I think we said it is what almost $60 million in, in a cap penalty they'll, they'll have to take if they, uh, if they release him. So they've got to trade him maybe, but somebody has got to pick up that damn contract. Cause it's crazy, which we said yeah. it before, you yeah. know, um, really quick before we go on. I mean, I, I think they do bring in, I do that. They, they do stick with Wentz. Now that Peterson is not there, but he's, I think Wentz is going to be on a short leash. I think I agree he, will, with you. he will be in a short leash. Who are they going to, who are they bring in as coach? Quite frankly, I don't know who wants to, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, you've got a lot of people out there interviewing right now, the KC uh, offensive coordinators interviewing for some positions. Uh, you know what I mean? There's just a lot of people going around, but I, I honestly don't know. I have no clue who wants to be in Philadelphia right now with this kind of subpar team at the current moment, you know, really a hundred percent that hit it that's the what, I mean, that's hit on the head. Yeah. Best word I can think of subpar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like what you, you have some defense, but if you bring in a defensive coach, you might lose an ability to build up that offense. You mm-hmm. have pieces of an offense, but not enough that you feel like it's only going to take one or two additions. You don't want them to, the, the only thing keeping them in games has been defense. That was it keeping them in games this year. Right. right. So if you lose one guy from the offense, it seems like the whole thing goes down. Right, right, right. I exactly. Know. It's, a, so, it's a very precarious situation. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, and quickly before we get into the to the matchups, it's been rumored that Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson is not happy with the organization, and he may end up requesting a trade. That it would be huge. Um, they didn't really bring in him. Him. He get his 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 uh his input on the GM hiring. Yeah. And he wanted that input, but what's going to happen in Houston if he he decides to say, "All right, I'm out." 
Um, I mean, well, you know, looking at his contract, he has a no trade contract, no trade clause. So, you know, that's probably the best thing that could have happened, knowing that who the GM was that made it uh, made it an issue with this uh, deal in the first place uh, with some of the other moves he's made. This is a sinking ship. It would benefit them to get rid of him, bring in some draft picks, uh, maybe shed some contracts for older guys that they don't. Uh, David Johnson kind of on his last few legs. Why bring in somebody, a 31 year old running back? Randall Cobb is your third wide receiver. He is old. Mm-hmm. He is not a premier guy. J.J. Watt consistently injured right now. It's time to right. see him off into the pasture and let him go. Right. Send right. J.J. and Deshaun Watson as a package deal to uh, the NFC West and see what oh you can goodness. get back for them. You know what I mean? Really? Um, yeah, right? I just I just don't think that wow. keeping him – now, he can't go. If he were to get him, I mean, I think it would take at least – a first round pick a second round pick and a fourth round pick along with the fact that you're with longer take it's but you're taking on that contract and absorbing 67 million dollar and 51 million dollar cap hits next year next maybe year. even two first round picks dude possibly I mean, we're talking Desha- about franchise quarterback deshaun watson is 100 percent a franchise quarterback anyone who tells you different is smoking crack okay oh my goodness F- flat out yes. they are on some tyrone bigham stuff okay <laughs> let's let's be honest here okay him and tyrita you know what i mean deshaun watson i mean should they trade him absolutely not try to make him as happy as possible that's just flat out but where could he end up go excuse me where could he end up going somebody who they you have to have the cap space that's the biggest thing gotta have that cap space you know i don't think he ends up in you know with the jets or anything like that you know what i mean um but he's He'll go gonna, to a good team if he goes anywhere. Because remember, he has a no trade clause, meaning that yeah. he has to actually okay the trade. So he's only gonna go to some to some place where he feels that he can one hundred percent win. Yep. So that's the key thing. He, that no trade clause is the biggest thing in his contract. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be an interesting storyline to kind of keep on keep keep pay attention to, to, to keep uh, pay, uh, attention on throughout the offseason. Let's get into the divisional matchups. Obed for this coming weekend before we head out here. The first matchup is the Los Angeles Rams at the Green Bay Packers. Um, obviously, I'm going Green Bay here in this one. Aaron Rodgers, of course, we know is that bad man. I mean, granted, that defense is, is amazing. We talked about it in LA. The defense is great, but Aaron Rodgers, I think, is just too much. I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to deal with a lot of uh, uh, issues as far as can Tanya get open, can Alan Lazar get open, can Mark, can can uh, Marquez Valga Scanling just hold on to the ball, really? Um, you know, I'm going to go Green Bay. If uh, they did just trade for uh, Veldeheer, Jake Veldeheer from uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans to replace uh, David Bakhtiari because David Bakhtiari is injured. Uh, but Veldeheer just got put on the COVID-19 list for having close contacts individuals in Tennessee. So oh. I don't even know if he'll be available that could be a situation for them. I will still go Green Bay. Yeah, that's going to be something to see. Um, Baltimore at Buffalo. I think we all know where I'm going with this one. It's going to be Baltimore. I mean, excuse me, Buffalo. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, whoa. easy. Yeah, easy there, wow. killer. Yeah. It's going to be a Buffalo. I mean, quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if this one is close. But yeah. I, I said it going into last week's matchup. Baltimore is on a roll. That momentum is going. That They had an end of the season on a five-game win streak. Got this other big win. Lamar gets his first playoff win against Tennessee last weekend. So don't be surprised, surprised if this is a closer one. Heck, I didn't think the Indy matchup would be that close with, Baltimore, with, um, with Buffalo last week. So don't be surprised if this is a close one. Buffalo line is only, what, Buffalo is favored by, what, two and a half, I think, in this one. Buffalo, it's mm-hmm. Buffalo minus two and a half. So quite frankly, I'm not surprised it, it's, that, it's that close. I think it might, the line should probably be, even be one and a half. But, man, I'm going to go Buffalo on this one. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo as well. I mean, you know, excuse me, pardon me, not bothered by this at all. 
Um, <laughs> I just feel like again, the when the when Baltimore falls behind, that's when they have problems. When they have to play from behind, it's going to be hard for them to get that W. So I really feel like uh, you know if. Buffalo can go and do what they've been doing and getting on the board and getting hot, getting three touchdowns really quickly through two quarters. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a very big uphill climb for somebody like Lamar Jackson to win the game and get back in contention with his arm if he's unable to be ready to go. Right. Yep. So we'll see. Um, Sunday's matchup. First one is Cleveland at Kansas City. I don't think Cleveland even puts up nearly the amount of points they did against the Steelers up against these Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is the best team in the league. I'm going uh, Casey all the way. Patrick, my homie, Mahomes, he's going to go off. I say he goes for 400 yards and four scores in this one. He's going to have to because Cleveland is going to do their best to try to run. And I think they can run on the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Um, this is going to be a slugfest. And I know that Kareem Hunt is coming to get. It's going to be the Kareem Hunt revenge game. I think he's ready to go at Kansas City. That man Ooh. has a hurt in his soul from mm. not being on that team and then winning a Super Bowl while he was gone. So Ooh. he is coming for something. So be ready. But I'm taking Kansas City. Gotcha. And the last one, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Brady versus Breeze to the two oldest quarterbacks in the league history going up against each other combined 179 years old <laughs> whatever it is um you know i'm gonna go tampa bay quite frank just because i picked my super bowl matchup earlier in the year with casey and tampa bay so i'm gonna stick with it i'm gonna go tampa bay here in this one even though saints have blown the bucks out both meeting both meetings this season i'm gonna stick with tampa bay yeah, it's tough. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row, but man, I mean, they're not doing themselves any favors. Though again, remember, uh, the first time these two teams matched up uh, with Antonio Brown there, there was so much miscommunication. Uh, one of the inter interceptions that Tom Brady threw was basically miscommunication between him and Antonio Brown. Brady played a tight game last week. Uh, I think he was 26 of 44 with 381, uh, I believe was his stat line. 22 of 40 for 381 and two touchdowns. He's going to need to throw at least three or four of them to keep up with these guys. I'm going to put my money on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lose. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised either. There's, I mean, honestly, I think this game could go either way, but I will, I'm just going to I'll say Tampa Bay wins it. Yep. yep. So, folks, I think that is going to do it for us this week here on What's the Word Entertainment. So glad to have you back here once again with us. Open any final words for the people before we head out? It's a fantastic new year, ladies and gentlemen. Let's try to uh, focus on using this last few months that we have of quarantine while the COVID the vaccine comes out to like, you know, come on, figure out something that you wanted to do that you didn't have the time to. People are going to start going back to work. People are going to start going back to the office. You're going to look back and be like, man, I can't believe that happened. Mm -hmm. Don't be the person that says I didn't accomplish something I wanted to do with all this free time. Facts. I'm sure everyone's got some home projects they've been putting out, putting aside for a while. You know, dudes, his wife's is bugging them. Hey, hey, oh, fix that back porch or do this to do that. <laughs> this is the time to do it, folks. You at home, yep. you ain't doing a damn thing. Get it done. <laughs> yep, folks, don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Spotify, and even on Twitter at DWWENT. For Obed, I am Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.